Hi, I'm your host, Susan Nay. Welcome to the podcast series, HR Inside Out. It's a series designed to help you demystify HR and the human resource processes. We're going to talk about people management and get the goods on and see how all this stuff works. You're going to hear from everyday heroes and get their perspectives as we touch on a wide variety of topics, topics that impact us in our work and in our work environments. You'll find nuggets for your treasure chest of learning. Hopefully you'll discover insights for your personal and your professional growth. I'm glad you're here. I suspect it's because you want to be the very best version of yourself, your personal best, and that you get understanding these systems and processes will help you on your journey, on your path. You ready to dare to soar? Want to join me at flight school? Let's do this. Thanks for joining me today. Hi. Welcome to HR Inside Out. I'm your host, Susan Nay. Wow, January 2024, and a time for new beginnings. Uh, dear friend and colleague, business intuitive Cheryl Brewster does monthly intention setting sessions, and she shared that her motto is free to be me in 2023. It's now moved with the new year to I want more in 2024, and I don't think she's alone. Now, it's obvious listening to her clients that she is indeed helping them to discover who that me is, including what their personal North Star looks like, to the point of indeed wanting more. I know it's a journey, and it's one that I've certainly traveled many times in my own years. As I move closer to contemplating full retirement, it's one that, it's a question that is again increasing in importance for me. Who are we once we let go of our work identities or our heavier bodies? Or what are you working on that will result in change in your life? And how do we change to be able to get there? So topic for today's podcast. Give me a drum roll. Do, 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 do. A tool. Phil Eastwood, Fjord Group is encouraging us to take the 31-day challenge. Now, this involves journaling every day for the next month. And he, like I, have found journaling to be a, a really valuable tool. And yes, contact information for all of those who I reference um, is included in the show notes to the podcast. He included an article in his day three prompt called Tiny Steps for Massive Change. And it reminds us that, indeed, it is about the little things, the small actions that we take that help us move progressively towards those goals. Phil shares that, and I quote, massive change is not how we measure our progress. It's the little things, the small victories, one day after the next, that begin to form the new picture of life. And when we start putting them all together week after week, month after month consistently, that those tiny steps that we take will have a massive impact on our lives. Apparently, it's known as the 1% rule. It's also known as the aggregation of marginal gains. Yes, I know that's quite a mouthful. Interesting that it's the very same message that James Clear shares in his excellent book, Atomic Habits, 
an easy and proven way to build good habits and to break bad ones. And the tiny changes do indeed create remarkable results. And geez, it must be true. I was cozied up with a book over the holidays called Callings, Finding and Following an Authentic Life by Greg Lavoie, and found the same thinking that was supported. Now, Lavoie shares that the great breakthroughs in our lives generally happen only as a result of the accumulation of innumerable small steps and minor achievements. He also talks about how this can happen and how we can get prompted to make those changes. And he shares that we may be called out to reach out to someone, to pick up an odd book on the library shelf, to sign up for a class, even though we're convinced we don't have the time or the money. We go to our desks every day, we turn left instead of right, and that these are the fire drills for our bigger calls. This led me to think of a time that I've been called to pick up an odd book off the library shelf, actually like I did over the holidays. And that particular action prompted me to share my learning and thinking with you through this podcast. Why did I think that might be important? Because I, like you, am dealing with change in my life. Now, some of it's self-inflicted, like my intent to find the hidden slender body within me. And some have been created by my realities of the world that I live in. Family dynamics, work pressures, you know them. I want to do better in these areas. And with some of them, I'm not sure when or how to start. When I reflect back on where making changes has been successful for me, it has indeed often been as a result of those small, incremental, forward-moving changes that I have made along the way. And it's often been as a result of those sometimes intuitive prompts, listening to what feels authentic and right for me that has helped fuel my success. I'll give you a couple of examples. It was actually a conference I was sent to because my boss had registered and could no longer attend that I was introduced to a whole new world of knowledge, new connections, new directions, one that I suspect I would make I would never have encountered, but for saying yes to the opportunity that had presented itself. That experience totally enhanced my life, it changed my life, and it very much broadened my thinking. Another example it was my decision to attempt to make peace with my father that led me to become involved in my union many, many years back now. Now that led me to involvement with the larger union movement, an eventual offer of employment with the Communication Workers of Canada. At the very beginning of my employment career, now this is experience that I've been extremely grateful for because I eventually transitioned to working with employees within HR throughout most of the rest of my career. And going back to my roots has very much helped me understand people differently, and I think better. What small incremental steps could you be taking to positively affect areas of your world that you wish to be different? Hey, Couple more examples. I purposely parked four blocks from a, a doctor's appointment and I took the stairs this morning. Another example. 
After being advised by a facial specialist that my skin was dry because I was not hydrating adequately and now drinking more water on a daily basis. Although changing habits through atomic changes works, it does also require patience and persistence. If you're like me, seeing results quickly really motivates me. And no, the wrinkles have not gone away, just in case you're wondering, <laughs> just because I'm drinking more water. But it is a big problem with change. We tend to want to see that it's worth the effort and we want to see it soon. I was on a call with a group of consultants the other day and we, we chatted about organizational change. I know it always felt to me that I had not yet adapted to one change before the next was upon us. I knew that everyone was struggling to keep up and as an HR professional, I saw the impact of constant change on our organizations. Over the course of my career, I witnessed the very real challenge of getting change initiatives to stick. Just like those weight loss programs that don't tend to work long-term, the root cause of the matter needs to be addressed and the steps are required to ensure that the change initiative is maintained need to be in place. I see too many change initiatives fail both personally and within organizations because it is too easy to return to what was more comfortable, the old way of doing things. An excellent recently published book titled Work Different, 10 Truths for Winning in the People Age, speaks of the challenges that people leaders are up against daily and what we need to be considering when creating the organizations that people actually want to work within. And I will be interviewing one of the authors of that book on next month's podcast. In the final pages of the book, they share, and I quote, one of the biggest challenges that organizations face in implementing the recommendations in the book is resistance to change. Many organizations are used to doing things a certain way, and it can be difficult to get buy-in from stakeholders for new approaches. So how can we change this? Whether we are reflecting on change for ourselves personally or dealing with change elsewhere in our lives, like in our organizations. If the great breakthroughs in our lives gener generally happen only as a result of the accumulation of innumerable small steps and minor achievements, would not a similar strategy be appropriate at work? And when I think about it, most corporate change initiatives were the go big or go home, big project, big changes, and big scary for many. I know that where I've broken projects into smaller bites, they have become less overwhelming and therefore more doable. And I also know that where there has been something requiring much change and many moving pieces, just starting somewhere has worked for me. Like when you write an exam and start with the easy question to build your confidence before you tackle the more difficult areas. Or when dealing with annual performance reviews of working your way towards the more challenging ones, not starting with the most difficult ones. And as shared by Greg in, in the book Callings, it's a drop in the bucket, but that's how a bucket gets filled up. 
lots of different drops. Love that. 2024, a new year, new challenges and new goals to accomplish. I'm going to listen to how I'm feeling. I'm going to think about how I can meet those objectives by taking small steps towards them. And perhaps as I see that I am capable of keeping those small steps, I will be motivated to take bigger steps and integrate those into my habits. If I fall, and I'm very likely to, I will pick myself up, dust off those knees, and get back onto the path forward. And there will be new. And so when I'm dealing with something new, and hey, I am, I'm learning how to play chess. I'm a beginner and it is okay that I need to read the introduction to chess book many times, that I still can't remember all the details of how the various pieces move. But I'm proud of myself that I'm finally taking the time to learn this game. I can't wait to play with my brothers. I know they're equally excited to hear that their sister is learning something that they will be able to share and enjoy with her. And something old, how can you tell I have a daughter who's getting married. No, I'm not going to continue on with the something blue, but something old. I have decades of paper files to go through and dispose of. I have cupboards to purge and clothes to move along to someone who fits them better than I do. These are chores that have resided on my to-do list for many years. It's been easier to ignore them as they were not urgent, yet they take up space in my life and certainly in my cupboards. A drawer at a time, shelf at a time, one handful of old documents at a time, small incremental steps. I know I can do this. What about you? And work, all of those great ideas that were generated through your employee engagement survey, those projects that have been requested by the board, those emails that are still needing responding to after a period of time away. Start with something that resonates with you an idea that genuinely interests you, a client that you enjoy speaking with anyway, a piece of a project that gets a part of it on its way. And this indeed is how we change and how we have a better chance of that change sticking. I'm going to give it a try and I'm going to let you know how it goes over the months coming up because yes, being accountable always, always also helps. I know there's a slim person hiding inside this body of mine. I know that I am capable of making fresh space within my home. And I have faith that whatever it is that you are wishing to make change on, you can do it too. And how about next month, I ask what the Mercer consultants and the authors of Work Different, my podcast guest next month, have found have been effective in the work that they do internationally with their clients to help ensure that those change initiatives are indeed successful. I wish you a wonderful new year and the very, very best in 2024. Thank you for supporting and listening to me on HR Inside Out. Remember, dare to soar. I believe you can. Thanks for joining me and have a fabulous rest of your day. It's Susan signing out. Bye for now. 
Well, we've reached our destination for today. Time to lower those wheels and prepare for landing. Thank you for joining me. If I said something that resonated with you, please subscribe to the podcast and to share it with others. It would be awesome if you also took the time to provide a review, whatever your favorite social media sites are. If you have a question or an area that you hope I'll cover in a future session, please send me a note either to my website, www.effectingchangefromwithin.com or to my email, susangenay at gmail.com. I look forward to our next time together. In the meantime, soar high. I believe you can. Susan signing off. Thanks again for joining me.